Everybody, 2018 is over and 2019 is here with me, John, and me, Louise. And this is I Have a Great Idea, but I'll Never Do It, the podcast about the great ideas that we always have at two o'clock in the morning that we write down and then we wake up in the morning. We're just like, what? What? But at the time it was like, great great. idea. I don't know. Anyway, we know it's been a minute since our last episode, which was our... 40th episode where we were in person next to each other (laughs) but right now we are uh with each other over the internet and i just watched on skype louise's dog roland like a little shark cruise by behind her (laughs) which he is not allowed to do on their couch and it was he just kind of cruised right by it is a new year and his resolution is get on this couch yeah right no kidding wow Uh, i didn't know you were so ambitious (laughs) louise in the world of ideas how was 2018 for you well i feel like pretty great but i also have an optimistic view on life i i was during the holidays, commenting to people about podcasts, and my husband, uh-huh. Chris, was like, my wife's got two podcasts. And I remember somebody saying, what's this one about ideas? And I was like, <laughs> you know, a fountain of enthusiasm about it. And they were like, what are some of your best ideas? And, you know, I, I could only think of Baskin's Hummus. But that was probably 2016 or 2015 oh. or 2017. Well, then I've got no concept of time as well. <laughs> but that, but I mean that that's I, that's a general question more for that person about best ideas overall. Um, but that's that's interesting. I, I guess that that would have been a perfect introduction to this being a best of episode, but it's not. Oh, it's not. You're right. <laughs> we didn't plan for that. We didn't. That requires a lot of planning. Yeah, some that some we're not going research. to research. Yeah, maybe yeah, in like going back and listening, listening to our voices. Who's got maybe, the time? Maybe for our one hundredth episode. Yeah. All right. So we've got fifty nine more to go. <laughs> we can do it. I believe in us. I. It might take a while, but. I'm How in was no ideas rush. for 2018 for you? How did you feel about your ideas? I think that there were some decent ones that popped up. I think that my mind was a little cloudy from... Dad brain? Just, well, dad brain and also just like the state of the world brain. Yeah. It takes that a lot kind of out cloudiness. of you. But uh, I think that that still didn't prevent really great ideas from coming through. Let me just look back at my my master list and see uh, if there's anything that was like, oh yeah, that one is a really good one. Um, retractable fork, fridge under a countertop, hmm, share jar. I don't even remember what that one means. It's really funny looking at my list of ideas from the past year because it's kind of like, going back in time in my life and thinking, oh yeah, that's what I was going through at that time where where it's like having a young child and things like that. Um, yeah. But here we are and I'm like vacuum sealed single serve onion slices and tomatoes. What does that mean? <laughs> but that's exactly what I'm talking about. That's like when you wake up at two o'clock in the morning and write down something and then like you look at it at nine and you're like, What? Yeah. You know, actually, now that you bring that up, was that for a burger idea where, you know, you don't need to slice the entire onion? Probably. I mean, it's like a burger idea. Right. I feel like for me, 90 percent of the average onion ends up getting thrown away because it goes bad because it's been sitting too long because all I needed was just like a few rings. Yes. (laughs) For some burgers. 
<laughs> yes. Um, and right now for our listeners, Roland is just sitting on Louise's lap. He's not just sitting. So I didn't want to interrupt <laughs> the pod because I'm so pumped to do it. But he he has this like weird anxiety sometime. Like I don't know if you can really see him on my lap, but he's quaking. Oh my can God. you see him? Not really. So he does this like weird shake thing and he tries to dig through the carpet. Mind you, my carpet is not like shag. It's very it's very low on the plush side and uh, he tries to dig through it, which you're not going to go anywhere. Also, it's on top of a wood floor. So he's having a, a like a panic attack. And I thought the best way is maybe just to hold him. Has Rodog ever experimented with CBD? He should. Um he has experimented with some remedy. It comes in a yellow bottle. I think your wife told me about oh, it. Oh, rescue remedy. That's it. Yep, he's experimented with that. With what types of results? I didn't notice a thing. Yeah, same here. Okay. But I think that <laughs> Daisy needs to try some CBD. I it's on it's next on the list because how is he with, uh, okay, well, here's a question. So when I was like growing up, and I feel like also in a lot of other places where I've lived, people on New Year's Eve didn't set off fireworks, but here people set off fireworks for New Year's Eve. Did people do that in New York? All the time. And all, people all the did time. It where, yeah, and people did it where I grew up as well. And okay. uh, he doesn't love it. Right. I feel like that's perfect timing to experiment with some yeah. relaxies. Yeah. Yeah. My mom's uh, dog, I think, wears a thunder shirt. We haven't tried that yet. Daisy is currently at sleepaway camp out in the boonies um, for a number of reasons, one of which is we're trying to sell our house and we can't have people coming to see it with a dog all over the place. So uh, she's off at sleepaway camp, but also in a place where there's no fireworks. So that works out great for everybody. Oh yeah. my God, you are struggling so hard with Roland right now. He's, he's, I just love him. I'm just trying to help. <laughs> I'm just trying to help. Can you? Oh my God, what are you doing, buddy? I don't even, I don't know. He's, why don't you go in the closet? He's got pillows in the bottom of our closet. And sometimes... Mm. That makes him, all right, well, his tail is tucked. He's walking around aimlessly. And a great idea for 2019 is some doggy chill out. Some doggy chill outs. Uh, So let's, I think that what we should do is each share one idea and then we'll move on to some voicemails because we have a few. Love it. Do you want me to go first? Yes, you go first. Okay, so because it's just the holiday, it was just the holidays. Still, still going strong if you're Episcopalian, I think. Um, I think it is Christmas. currently day three or four of Kwanzaa when we're recording oh, this. Okay, um, I don't know how many days it lasts, but I'm willing to just keep on going with it. Yeah, me too. Um, so I got holidays on the mind, and I was just traveling, and. Uh, my gracious hosts were so amazing. Roland, I want some kind of <laughs> a pet, um, like not blinders, but blinders for your ears. Stop it. Um, <laughs> so that when you're, say, in the city and your dog is accustomed to sirens, car horns, people are you talking about a, a particular city? I'm talking about New York City, first of all. Oh, because um, you just said the city, and I thought that that oh, was pretty abstract. <laughs> that could be um, Iowa City. That could be Iowa City. If, you're, if your dog is accustomed to those types of noises, he'll sleep till noon. If your dog is out in the country and hears like a stick crack under the <laughs> hoof of a deer, this guy's up at 5 a.m. So some sort of like doggy sleeping earmuff headphone things 
so that you can sleep to a reasonable hour, that would be dope. Right. That's one idea. Yeah. I got two more, so I don't know oh, if I well, should. Oh, let's, well, no, let's spread them out. All right, next. Let's spread them out. My gracious hosts recently bought a house in the fall, and the rest of their house is super beautiful. The room I stayed in, also very beautiful, nice linens, etc. has a wreath and a candle in the window. Uh, but the, like, picture frames... So I don't, I'm going to interrupt if you can just see like he's panting. I see him licking his chomps a little bit. So the panting is also like an anxiety thing where he like can't handle himself. If you've ever been to a zoo and you see like big cats pacing, their tongues are generally out as well because they are mm-hmm. really stressed out and have anxiety. I hate zoos. Just throwing Zoos that are in the there. worst. All right. Going back. Uh, there needs to be some sort of portable window shade that you can either saran wrap over the window to tint it or, or like shaving cream over the window that then hardens like a meringue. (laughs) Um, because another thing was like, ow, sorry, just dug into my foot with his paw. Um. It was very bright, so I could Uh also then only sleep in to the point that then it was too bright. Mm -hmm. So there needs to be, in life, I'm not going to make it, but somebody out there, if you're listening, some kind of portable window shade for a hotel room or an in-law's house. I mean, hotel rooms, they can sometimes have... Yeah. Well, ho- hotel rooms, you typically do have the blackout curtain and then the more like sheer curtain. So that's probably less of a thing. But yeah, I guess if you got those like baby window car, like car window shades that roll down, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah, I guess if you got like some of those. Yeah, for like a larger That's easy to transport. Window, right. cups on. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be pretty ideal. Yeah. And then the final uh, holiday idea I had is a bento box, but themed for the holiday. Because how many holiday dinners have you been to and you've been like noshing all day long and by the time that it's like ready for dinner, you're like, ugh, it looks so delicious, but I'm kind of full now because I've been eating since 9 a.m. And it's like, well... I'm going to make myself a little bento box with this like broccoli rice casserole and these sweet potatoes and, uh, you know, whatever protein is your choice and a little dessert cup and then you pack it up. I mean, I guess bento boxes exist, but specifically holiday ones because people will spend obscene amounts of money for absolutely no reason at the holidays. So this is just like... Is it one that is decorated in a holiday theme or is it just one that is a little bit bigger to accommodate? Yeah, maybe both. Maybe both. it is a little bit bigger and decorated festively, perhaps with some <laughs> snowflakes or some forest trees, conifers, if you live, you know, in the northern part of the country. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, yeah. That's how's that buddy? How's that, how's that little buddy doing? Well, he's. Hey, buddy. I don't know if you can. Oh, he's just digging, huh? Yeah, he's just digging. I don't know how no. to help you, baby boy. Can you use your words? He can't use his words. <laughs> Confirmed. No words can be used. Um, so I'm gonna actually. I'll, I'm looking at my ideas, and they really have a range in subject matter. And one of them is just silly and kind of nonsensical and makes me laugh, but probably will make nobody else laugh. One of them is not, I mean, it's one that I want to bring up, but I feel like we're on a, like a holiday mode right now. So it's just not right for that. Um, And another one is like pretty serious. So I might just hold off on that one until like later on this episode. This one, it's a silly one, but it'd be kind of, I think it's a, it's a, it'd be a fun idea. So 
What do people love more than puns? Nothing. Incorrect. Oh, Chinese what? food. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. So okay. this being the time of year when people who don't celebrate Christmas and some who do but just want to go out to eat, eat a lot of Chinese food because it's what's open. Uh, you know, that's that's a big part of the holidays for a lot of people. So I thought that it would be fun to have a Chinese food restaurant called, a, I'm sorry, a casual Chinese food restaurant called Low Maintenance. Love it. <laughs> I love it. And I do celebrate Christmas. And, well, actually, I celebrate the pagan winter solstice. Right. I, 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 don't, I don't care for, for that other part of Christmas. But uh, we had Chinese food on Christmas Eve Eve. Oh, okay. We had Low maintenance. Thai food? Love it. Anyway, there's not as much Chinese food around here. So that was one of them. I feel like that was just a little one. So I'm going to go to uh, another silly one. A so, tiny but a goodie. Yeah. So everybody is familiar with the recording artist Meatloaf, correct? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And people are also familiar with the the band Metallica, Correct. Yes. The answer is yes. So Metallica had an album in the 90s called Load. And I thought it would be great to have something called Meat Load, which is a cover album of the uh, of the album Load done in the style of Meatloaf. I would buy it. <laughs> I would buy it. It is a terrible idea that could never happen. Why could it never happen? Who is going to waste their time? No one is going to listen to this. Somebody. All right. Well, if you are listening to this podcast and you want to make this happen, go for it. We will listen to it. Just once, but we will listen. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely only just once. Uh, Louise, would you like to listen to a few voicemails? Let's do it. So for anybody who uh, is maybe tuning in for the first time or you've listened to an episode that didn't have this, we have a phone number. It is a hotline. You can call 304-804-IDEA and you can leave a, vo a voicemail with your great idea and we will talk about it here on the podcast. And uh, since the last time we recorded, we have had several. So... Uh, here we go with the first one. Okay. Any second. Uh, hi, my name is Chris. I'm a waiter at the Ribbon in New York, and we were discussing something one day, and I completely forgot what it was. So I'm calling to tell you that I just found the number, uh, and the number just worked because I called it before, and it wasn't working. So I've been trying to reach y'all, uh, and I completely forgot what the idea was supposed to be. Uh, I think that we were discussing, I don't know, maybe faucets at the tables so that people could sell their own water glasses. I'm so sorry. As a result of, uh, you know, waiting tables, my damn brain is fried. So um, I'll, I'll keep thinking. I'll keep thinking. Um, I don't know. Yeah. You know where to find me if you if you can remember what my idea was. I'm at the, I'm at the ribbon. Good luck with the show. <laughs> sorry. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Thank you so much for the call. He's Chris, I believe, right? Oh, my God. Chris came through. I'm so, pretty sure a couple bourbons in, we were talking about an idea, <laughs> and he was like, I have this great idea. And I was like, do not tell me. Do not tell me what it is. 304, 804 idea. And he's like, I'm never going to remember that. And I'm like, you have a pad that you take like orders on. Write it down. And so I, too, don't remember at all what the idea was, but Fawcett set a table. That Taps. is a great idea. I like that That's a lot. That's a great idea. Um, there's a lot of things I want to touch on here. Uh, first of all, what was the name of the restaurant? The Ribbon. The Ribbon. Where is that? 72nd Street between Central Park West and Columbus Avenue. Okay. So for anybody out there listening who is in New York or visiting New York, go dine at The Ribbon and ask for Chris, and give him a good tip, 
Yeah. I'm sure he, he's, a, he's a good waiter. He's good enough that he thought to, to call. Sorry that it wasn't working. I don't know what would have happened, but uh, hopefully you do remember. Hopefully you're listening now, first of all, and that you do remember what your idea was and that you call it back in. Uh, but I do want to talk about this faucets at the table thing. Uh, there is a, I want to say $2,000 faucet that my wife and I would certainly love to get if for any reason we have... A, like a, a lot of money coming in and it's all of a sudden just magical and wonderful but it is a faucet that it not only like cools the water a little bit more but also you have the option to make it bubbly water oh right out of the tap wow i want how cool that. how cool is that very can oscillate between flat and sparkling yeah fancy anyway i can see why it's so much money <laughs> i it's one of those things where it's like a crazy amount of money and it seems like the kind of thing that only a rich person would have so yeah. maybe maybe it's not that it needs to be that much money but it's like all right you only really need this if you have nothing else to spend your money on right and then part of me has to think People with that kind of money, don't they have a staff that they can just press a button and say, I'd like <laughs> some water? And then the human will say, flat or sparkling. <laughs> so, uh, okay, I know that this is definitely a more first world complaint, but I have at my current home, which I've mentioned uh, I'm trying to sell, uh, the refrigerator does have a filtered water tap in it which is wonderful. I use it all the time. I'm moving to a place that has a refrigerator that does not have this. And I'm thinking, well, I could just go the traditional filtered water route with like a Brita water filtration system, but that's going to take up all the space in the fridge and blah, blah, blah. So I'm currently thinking, what am I going to do? What's the solution What am I going to do? So... Anyway, that's where I'm at in my life. <laughs> uh, but yeah, faucets at tables at restaurants is a, is a pretty cool idea. Um, you know why else I like it? Mm -hmm. I sometimes get really, really bent out of shape. I'm a high strong person. If anybody's tuning in for the first time, I'm super <laughs> high strong. Uh, but people have you tried try. CBD treats? <laughs> <laughs> when my dog tries them, I'm gonna try them. Uh, but I get really bent out of shape when people continue to fill my water to the top uh, uh -huh. of my glass only for me to know that I am no longer going to drink it down and I don't want it to go to waste because water is so precious. Yeah. Clean water is so precious. And like not every restaurant gives you a weird coaster that you can like put over the top of it to sort of signal to... Uh -huh. Usually the busser or the waiter who is c continually trying to like give you comfort so that you don't right. have to ask for it constantly. But I get stressed out about all the water that gets thrown away. And if you had your own tap or like thrown down the drain, obviously it's not getting thrown away. But, right. Um, if you had your own tap and could like do this yourself, none of it would be wasted. Yeah. I wonder would, if there is a I wonder if there's also a better way to use the like remains of someone's glass of water. I know that like hygienically you certainly can't give it to somebody else. You, you know, right. you never know what someone's got going on, but like water the plants. Yeah. This is a different conversation. Or if like the restaurant was also like a an aqua what are those called? An aqua farm or whatever where Okay. I don't know um, what you mean. It's it's a it's a type of agriculture where you oh you have um, the fish on the bottom level like aquaponics. Yes. Yeah. That's what I was looking for. Thank you, aquaponics. How you doing? <laughs> Use your words. Out, legs quaking, ears <laughs> back, tail tucked. If I didn't already say that. All right. Gosh. Rough day for the road dog. It's raining, so. But there's Prince no other Paw. reason why this could be happening. Not really. I mean, Prince Paws 
can't get his feet wet outside. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a dog, and and I also don't hear very well just generally because I'm getting older and my whole family shouts. So we shout to be heard, but that also probably damaged our little ear follicles. Anyway, <laughs> uh, perhaps he is just hearing something crazy that I am unable to hear and process, and he is like, human you won't listen to me i'm telling you we're in danger and i don't mm-hmm. know what it is it's that uh that con ed explosion that happened last night can you believe that it's crazy for anybody not tuned into the goings on giant transistor eruption blew up yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the sky became bright blue and flickering for a couple of minutes and that's crazy a lot of my friends were tweeting is this the rapture i'm not sure if aliens have landed who can explain this anyway 2018 has really been the year of is this finally happening because there was like that weird SpaceX launch that happened over California where people are like, what's that in the sky? It's aliens. And it's like, oh, no, it's just some billionaire's vanity project. Yep. <laughs> and this and this one here was just a giant mistake that I'm, yes. I hope everyone's OK. <laughs> I think so far there's no injuries. That's crazy. Yeah. That they're anyway, telling us. Anyway, dun, what dun, were we talking dun. about? Fosses at the table. Oh, yeah, water. How awesome Chris oh, is for calling in. Yeah, oh. Chris, thank you so much for calling. I know that the next time I'm in New York, which will be in about a month, uh, maybe I'll stop by. Do it. Maybe. We should um, totes do it. That'd be pretty cool. So, uh, yes, aquaponics, if that happens to be a thing that's happening there. But what I was also thinking is like... Uh, if there's perhaps an additional reservoir that could be used to control like the toilets and, and stuff like that. Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, shall I move on to the next voicemail? Let's do it. Okay. And here we go. Hey, this is Bortles. I'm calling with an idea for a baby carrier. Lots of people have infants or toddlers in these baby carriers, the front forward kind. And they have these like, backpack straps that are right where suspenders would be. So I think there's an opportunity for a baby carrier where it's built-in suspenders. They could be, like, serious and stylish, or they could, you know, even if it's just a gimmick, there's there's something there. So, yeah. That's fun. (laughs) I don't think I get it. So let's listen to... Explain it to me as a non-parent. Let's listen to a little bit of it one more time. First of all, thank you for calling. I want to say Bortles? Bortles, it's a if anybody out there watches the good place. Oh, that football player, Brandon yeah. Bortles or something. I maybe just said the complete wrong first name. Anyway, I, I Jake don't even Bortles. Know, but I don't know. What, All knows? right, I'm gonna listen, we're gonna put play one more time and just hear the uh, the suspender baby carrier part. Okay. Hey, this is Bortles. I'm calling with an idea for a baby carrier. Lots of people have infants or toddlers in these baby carriers, the front forward kind. And they have these, like, backpack straps that are right where suspenders would be. So- okay, so I'm wondering if it means that the baby carrier also acts as suspenders for the adult? For your pants. For your pants. Okay. Also, so, the backpack straps are reversed because it's a so, front okay. baby carrier. So if it's a front, yeah, if it's a front baby carrier, then it's essentially like wearing a backpack, except... On the front. On the front. And... As somebody who has used baby carriers before, I'm wondering if uh, this caller also experiences uh, the feeling of having all of this gear on for this baby, and then the pants start to creep down, yeah. and you know, and it's just a way to kind of also keep them up. Uh, yeah. You did say something about maybe it's a stylish thing. Um, I'd love to hear more about this. If you want to call back, that'd be really cool. And um, maybe elaborate some more. Because the only kind of plumber that I want for a father is Captain Von Trapp. (laughs) 
Christopher what? Plummer. Oh, jeez. These are some deep cuts we're going with now. Okay. Uh, yeah. I think there probably is an idea there and a great one at that and one I'm never going to do. I think that the way that I'm hearing it is that the baby carrier also acts as a way to keep up your pants um, because the last thing you want to do when carrying a baby around is shuffle around. Yeah, trying to figure that whole situation out. All right, cool. got one more voicemail, and I'm pretty sure it's from Bortles again, so let's listen to it. Okay. Hi, this is Bortles. I have another great idea for you. Sandwich mittens. So let's say you have like a hot breakfast sandwich. And it's cool enough that you can eat it. It's still nice and hot in your mouth, but it's not going to burn your mouth. But it's too hot to hold comfortably in your hand. What do you do? Put on a pair of sandwich mittens. Boom. Thanks. Bye. Okay. This is something that we can really talk about for a long time. Yeah. So typically, if I'm eating a breakfast sandwich, uh, one that I have not made myself, one that I've gotten somewhere, it'll come in some sort of wrapper typically, unless we're talking about like at a restaurant where you're sitting down. But when I, th- when I think breakfast sandwich, it's kind of like a grab and go situation. And what I would think to do is kind of unwrap the wrapper so that you're kind of using the rest of it as a way to hold it. Um, but that's not always going to be the situation Sometimes you will just be sitting down or maybe making it at home. Uh, my questions are, what, what are these mittens made of? Are they edible themselves? Are they like a silicone kind of thing so that they're easily washable? Um, I don't know. I just, I want to know a little bit more about this situation. Is it also to help um, any of the elements Juices. of the sandwich that falls out? Yeah. Is it to protect from that? Um, Stickiness for sure. Um, As I mean, I don't know if Louise and I have talked about this on air, but we are big breakfast sandwich fans. We sure are. Yeah. And most of my breakfast sandwiches have a sticky element. Yes. Because I require candy at all meals. Um, (laughs) But definitely on my breakfast sandwich. You know what's interesting too? Side story. Mm-hmm. Quick about my grandmother who passed before I was born. She was once at camp and had a marshmallow, um, someone else's, I think, catch on fire, as marshmallows do when you're camping and you're roasting them. And they whipped the stick around because the marshmallow was on fire and it landed on her leg and essentially was napalm because it was sticky, on fire, and you couldn't get it off. And I have a question, Louise. Yes, question. Is that is that how she passed? It is not. Um, Wouldn't that have been a story? Wouldn't that have been a story? A marshmallow napalm bomb at camp. Um, But this is often how I feel about elements of my sticky breakfast sandwiches. For those questioning my choices right now, no, I'm not putting flaming marshmallows on my breakfast sandwiches. But that does sound pretty good. Melted, shredded Daya cheese, for example. Not a sponsor, but delicious. Can be um, a sponsor. They sometimes they did have a great idea. Uh, it gets sticky on my hand and then continues to burn and I can't get it off. But my mouth is like <sighs> into it. Um, I would totes use sandwich mittens. Yeah. Because... I- Unlike you, I'm not buying my sandwich like usually. I'm usually, well, I don't know about you. You probably are usually making it. I usually am making mine. Right. Because there's no place in New York to buy one. Really? Yet. Is that not a thing there? A badass? Oh, oh, you're talking specifically about, okay, Louise and I are big fans. Well, I'm not buying a McGriddle. Okay, well, there's that. Louise and I are big fans of a particular breakfast sandwich from a an establishment, a small chain in Los Angeles called Locally, L-O-C-A-L-I, and they have a breakfast sandwich called The Badass, and it is because phenomenal. Because you are what you eat. That's right. And it's phenomenal. It's so good. So um, right before I moved away from L.A., the morning that I moved away from L.A., that was the last food I ate there, And I talked to the guy that was working there and I said, I'm going to miss these so much. And he's like, well, here, why don't I tell you all of the 
components. ingredients and how we prepare it and all this stuff. And I think I still have, if he wrote, he wrote it on a receipt, much like Chris at the ribbon should, should be doing with his ideas. Uh, he wrote <laughs> it on one of the little like, um, receipt paper, uh, papers and, uh, gave it to me. I think I still have it. It's very simple, <laughs> but it's effective. And uh, there are elements that are hot and sticky. There's a maple syrup element to it. Anyway, mm. um, yes, I am typically making those at home. There are breakfast sandwiches that I do eat uh, elsewhere. There's a, a restaurant here called Back to Eden that has a, has an amazing breakfast sandwich. It's very different from the badass. It's like okay. a it feels a little bit healthier, even though who knows. Moving on. That's, yeah, not my main priority in breakfast sandwiches. Hell, but. Bortles, thank you for calling again. Yes. I want to. I want to hear more information about this. I want to hear what you would make it of. I want to hear about what breakfast sandwiches you're eating. You know, I just want to. I just want more information. I want to learn more about our listeners. Yeah. Thank you, callers. Yeah. Thanks for the calls, guys. Bortles, if that is your real name. Probably. Thanks for it's- calling twice. Uh, so, uh, let's see, we're about half hour into this. Do you want to, do do you want to talk about challenges? We can, we can knock off the challenges, of course. Or do you have, you know what, I'm going to give one more idea. Okay. Because we're talking about 2018 a lot and looking back and a big part of 2018 and I'm, you know, I'm bringing this up because it's definitely a, a huge thing. It's amazingly important, and it's incredible that this has been happening. But the Me Too movement has yeah. just been like, boom. I feel like that is 2018 in a nutshell, as far as I'm concerned. And I really wish that there was a a filter or some sort of rating system on the IMDb app that could tell me yes. how an actor fares in the world of hashtag me too. Because I'll be watching a, a movie and I'll be like, oh man, I really like that person. And then like after doing some digging, I'll be like, oh, can't like him anymore. This is really bumming me out. But like, it's just one of those things where now whenever you see something, you're just like, okay, but how is that person as a human, not just as an actor? And uh, Or like, yeah. do I need to stop watching this person's movies or TV shows? Right. So yeah, I think it'd be nice to have like a little filter. Yeah. Or I often, I often think too about like movies that I love, uh, like a hold up. Um, rating. Uh huh. Like uh, I used to love this, but on second, third watching of it a decade later, none of this doesn't is hold up. Good anymore. So yeah. that joke isn't funny. This is inappropriate. Right. I would rather keep my my memory fallible. <laughs> yeah. And and not ruin it and use that time to perhaps watch a different movie that I've not seen before. Right. Oh, I hear you. I, I mean, there are so many movies from, you know, decades and decades ago that like totally still hold up and they're great. But like yeah. every now and then one will come through. You're just like, man, I wish I hadn't watched that again. Yeah. I want my memory of it to just be. Yeah. Perfect. Or there was a movie I was watching recently and I was just like, wow, was that ever funny? I guess it was. <laughs> but it isn't now. Right. And it's not that like we don't have a sense of humor in the same way. It's not like this is a parody movie and the reason it's funny is because it's so outlandish. And right. I'm not talking about that type of movie. Sure. Oh, yeah, totally. Um but yeah, I, I don't know. I, there's more. I feel like these days we we take in media differently than we when when we did a few decades ago. And I don't just mean yeah. us. I just mean like everybody. Yeah. And before, when it was like you've basically got two channels on TV and the movies, 
and a right. radio show. That's different than coming at you from every angle that it can hit you. Right. Which is what it's doing now. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, so do you have any other things you want to talk about ideas wise before we get to the challenges? I don't think so. I don't think so. M- most of my other ideas would be like either super specific just to me or um Ooh, can i talk about one thing that's new year's related yeah okay so i i have a one and a half year old kid and as new year's eve is approaching i was trying to think like okay this kid's bedtime is like 6 37 o'clock how can we do something New Year's E, but still, I don't know, have a chance of having a normal day on New Year's Day. So uh, I think that what we're going to do is have like a countdown to six o'clock. Nice. And that'll be like our big celebration and, you know, she'll get all jazzed and hopefully (laughs) be in a really good mood. I like it. So yeah, I don't know. That was just an idea I had. Um, I like it too because the hands of the clock line right. up. Yeah, that's true. And that's cool. She has like a little ball that we can have descend. Nice. She'll have no idea what anything means, but that's okay. She doesn't understand the concept of the calendar and time. Right. She'll get there maybe next year. Sometimes, and maybe not this episode, but I'd like to break down with you because I'm a non-parent and you're a parent. Mm-hmm. The uh, the limbo between making the memory for you to have it and then having your daily life be joyful and then making the memory so that your child has it. Like, Interesting. it's almost impossible right now for you guys to sear in something that oh, will yeah. last unless I it's think like that, super traumatic which no don't do that on purpose no 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 right now we're just trying to get through each day with you know a happy kid yeah that's it but you I know think that balance is so interesting right oh yeah and and when when your kid i i happen to have a coworker. shout out hey coworker, who <laughs> um is very big into like life milestone slideshows whether oh, like okay. oh keep this picture and flag it for a graduation party keep this this video snippet and tag it for uh you know rehearsal dinner slideshow when they get married the the child is i think like 7 months old mm-hmm. um but stuff like that you have to make before the child is able to retain the memory but the right. memory is for you. Well, but also I, they'll watch it. I don't know. I just this is definitely this is definitely a much bigger conversation about memories because yeah. like m- my memories from when I was a kid aren't necessarily the memory of that time. But it's like I know about something that happened and I remember it because there's like a home video of it or there's a picture of it. So it's like yeah. I'll remember that, but I won't necessarily remember the thing that actually happened. Right. Um, or because as, memory is so malleable. Mm-hmm. Like I was recently talking to uh, Chris's brother, Ben, and he was convinced that when his uh, when his father's mother passed, that she had fallen down some stairs. And like since he could remember, like that was the truth. And then this year it was found out that that didn't happen at all. And he was like, had this whole other narrative. Anyway, it's fascinating to me. That's the, is that like the Mandela effect? <laughs> like a very personal Mandela effect? I don't even know, but I love it. <laughs> All right. So on the last episode, you challenged me to something having to do with plastic bags. Yes. Yeah. Because you had just been in right. the New York City and right where the plastic bags are still around everywhere everywhere you get right. them you get two of them 
in fact, every time you go places. Really? Well, no, I well, you don't it was it. fresh in my mind because I had just gone to Best Buy before going over to your place because I needed to get a piece of equipment to record. And I had this gigantic plastic bag, which I probably still have somewhere. And um, yeah, so anyway, you challenged me to that. I think that what we need to do with plastic bags, and I totally get that. I appreciate that you know people will use them to for like small garbage cans and stuff yep. like that. I I understand. We are currently in a situation where like soft plastics are not recyclable in this country. That's just not a thing. Or so, maybe they are, but it's not cost effective to do so, and then therefore we don't because right. at, like because what used to happen is worth what you can sell it for. They used to it all used to be shipped to China where they can recycle it and they do recycle it because all the there were the ships that would come to the United States with stuff and then they'd go back empty. So then it was like, well, we may as well load them up with stuff and send them back. Um, yeah. But that's not the case anymore. So what I'm thinking is we have to do, we have to take the, re- the recycling into our own hands and there should be, maybe there could be incentive programs for this or it's just something that you do on your own, but make rope out of old plastic bags like there there should be classes and workshops like things to do to recycle them in your own way um yeah i don't know i was that that was my only thought recently in front of a television because we don't have cable we just watch things on apps um Mm -hmm. netflix hulu etc cord cutter yeah, it's like a like a little wooden thing with a razor blade on it, and you can put like a seven up two liter on it and twist it, and it makes it into some kind of uh, like plastic rope. And the the thing was so that you could repurpose your plastic to be, you know, your tomato plant garden line instead, like. Whatever, uh-huh. or you could wrap it up a million times and you could pull a trailer from your pickup truck with it yeah. or you know whatever you're gonna do instead of just throw that plastic bottle away and yeah. I just kept thinking I have no use for that in my tiny New York City apartment if I had a home I would most certainly have a garden and then I would use it for that uh-huh. um yeah there's just something i mean this is your challenge but i just i'm i too am into it this is fine um plastic bags it's just a weird modern comfort that folks think that they need well where i i live in portland oregon and you will not find a plastic bag here I mean, trash bags, yes, but like if you go to buy something, you'll get it in a paper bag or nothing. And, uh, or sometimes a canvas bag. That's a thing too. Yeah. And uh, more and more cities around here are starting to adopt that and put that into effect. Hi, Dog. Hi, buddy. He nice is smile. just a tremble city. Oh, poor guy. I know. Yeah. So it's becoming a thing and it's, proving that it can work and like now when i see one i'm like what is what are we doing with this you know it's yeah. kind of crazy so that's where i am with plastic bags we need to I have do- programs to teach people what like how to reuse them yeah or just even reprogramming the human brain so that you don't expect one uh oh yeah just reprogram the brain yeah, well, you know how you we had when we were growing up, like do 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 do, and the shooting star the with the rainbow, know. like the more you know. Yeah. yeah, we need more of those. As I say that I don't have TV, and maybe they're on TV, and I just don't see them. But I, anecdote, just went to a store in New York City to exchange shoes that my mom had purchased for me for Christmas that were a different size, mm-hmm. and I thought instead of mailing these back, which I could do, I'm just gonna go to the storefront. That's, you know, six stops away on the train Mm -hmm. and do it in person. And I went there with the cardboard box and the shoes come in these plastic, these little individually wrapped plastic things. And I brought it in the bag that it was shipped Mm -hmm. in. It wasn't shipped in a cardboard box. It was like the shoe box was inside of a plastic bag and that's how it was shipped. Fine. Weight. Whatever. Somehow the carbon footprint is affected in whatever way. And I was exchanging the shoes and I said, you can keep the box. Because right. I don't need to take that home with me to 
you know, whatever. Sure. And they said, okay, and grabbed my shoes and then we're putting them inside of a bag. And I was like, I have a backpack. I don't need that bag. And they were like, oh, we just thought to keep them clean. And I was like, my backpack is clean. Like, yeah. It also, they are shoes and will go on my feet. Yeah. Like, it is fine. So just reprogramming the humans right. also. Yeah. Reprogram the humans. Yeah. Uh, I was just thinking, oh yeah, another just thought I had right now when you were talking about the more you know and how as we are a a generation of cord cutters, uh, we don't necessarily see those types of things. It would be cool if there was, like, in front of YouTube videos, how there are commercials, maybe there's a different way to do it, or, like, part of the algorithm is that, like, every other video you watch that has an ad in front of it will be some sort of 15-second PSA, or, like, a quick 15 seconds, like, this is how you do this. Just, like, some sort of informative thing that will help the planet somehow or even at the movie theater like one per Mm -hmm. every three trailers or right yeah yeah uh what did i challenge you to okay my challenge was super difficult but also (laughs) super easy my challenge was having it all uh, previously mentioned in this episode, this lady that's okay. talking right now into your ear sockets is a little high strung and stresses out constantly about things that don't matter and she can't change. Uh, so having it all, and I thought a lot about it because I couldn't figure out like is this a product is this a service like how Uh does this what do I do with this what does this even mean to people what does it Uh mean to me and I just like went in like this like circles and sometimes it was like a whipped cream heavenly sort of ascent and other times it was a toilet bowl spiraling downward and (laughs) my ideas and I just like couldn't couldn't put my finger on it and then I was like you know this is like a Wizard of Oz Dorothy scenario and the answer's inside me all along and home is where I feel it to be, click my heels three times. And I was, as I also previously mentioned that I don't like zoos, on a trip to a zoo Mm -hmm. over this holiday and with someone that I didn't know and wasn't family. And we were sitting next to each other in the back seat and she was talking about uh, her home and trying to like connect with me a little uh, about my home, not knowing that I don't, I have one drawer mm-hmm. in my tiny kitchen and zero counter space and, you know, whatever. I live in a New York City apartment and I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I'm never stressed out about my surroundings and things, but I go to people's homes. And I start to get down on myself about like the stuff I don't have and the milestones and I don't own property and like this person can ask for this kind of a whatever salad dressing maker because when they're not making their own salad dressing, they can put that in a drawer and I don't have any drawers. Ah, Uh Whatever. And then I was like thinking and I said out loud, I live in New York City Do you guys ever think, man, it's so easy for them. They don't have to worry about parking. They don't have to ever do this. They can bop around and do a million things in a day and also go see that concert and also drink and not have to worry about driving and they can do it. And the people in the vehicle reaffirmed to me, you know, like, yeah, I don't know if I would choose that for my life, but there are definitely times that I'm like, man, they are just living this like dream. And here I am thinking the opposite. Grass is always greener. So I'm having it all. My, my my epiphany that I'm the first one to ever have it ever is to just break everything down into like the simplest, tiniest moment or thought and be grateful. And to know that the way that other people are doing it isn't always the best way that you need to covet and that the way you're doing it isn't necessarily wrong. And there's a bunch of new babies in my life. My friend Kayla, two weeks ago, had a baby. 
shout out Kayla, high school buddy. My friend Laura, shout out high school buddy Laura, had a baby in July. There are babies about to happen Mm -hmm. in my life. And I keep thinking like as people tell me beautiful, blossoming, wonderful slash horror stories about pregnancy, like, oh my God, I never want to do whatever is that I get to write my own story. Yeah. And it gets to be mine. And that applies to having it all in that a lot of times I'm stressing out about all the stuff I don't have in the way that I want to have it instead of my dog might be having a panic attack right now and he is not allowed on the couch, but I am able and control to put down this faux fur blanket Mm -hmm. and say, this is not allowed, but you're having a moment and I'm going to try to help you and calm you down even though it's against the rules. And like having it all is what a constant battle with your psyche and heart and soul, but one that you can win. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is like me being the biggest hypocrite in the world because you know I'm going to get off this pod and be like, ah, about everything. Yeah. But that's okay. (laughs) I, I really appreciated the challenge because it's just an essential reminder Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like even. Yeah. So I feel like especially this day and age where we have access to like see everybody's home we can possibly want to see because of Instagram and stuff like that. So it can there's always the feeling of like, oh, I want that. I want to have something like that. I want my place to have all these plants and blah, 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 yeah. blah. And my kitchen and the, to the always look perfect. Slope. The slippery slope is when it goes from I want to have all those things from I need them. Yes, but also it's like everybody is curating what they want people to see. Yes. And what I am so right now we're we're in the process of moving into a place that is significantly smaller than uh where I'm living now. It doesn't have a big kitchen. It doesn't have a separate dining room from the living room from the kitchen like it's all one big room and there's you know um the bedrooms aren't gigantic and so on and so forth and what the the, a big part of this is like i'm coming to terms with being honest with what how i truly live where it's like yeah when i was first like looking for a place to live a few years ago big nice kitchen sounded really great But a nice kitchen means there are cabinets to fill, so you get a bunch of stuff you don't need and never use. You know how much stuff I just got rid of, just like gave away because I just never use it, and it's just been taking up space in cabinets, like just so much stuff. And when I cook, it's not like I cook big. I don't take up a lot of space. I don't need all this like counter space. I only ever use like two square feet (laughs) of space to like, prepare everything and it's yeah just like really figuring out what's really needed do i need an entirely separate living room from a family room a place that you know people can sit down and talk yeah but if i only had one room would we do anything differently no No. would we be just as happy yeah so it's like you you don't need all this stuff and maybe some people do And I totally respect that. But for me, just being honest with myself, I thought that it would be great to have some sort of like outdoor area where I can, you know, maybe plant something. I have no interest in doing that. You know, it's like I I really will never, ever do that. There's no need to have a lawn or a yard if it's just going to be something that I need to take care of. So moving into a condo where there's, None of that. And yeah, I can put a little planter box somewhere. I can have little air plants hanging. There's potted plants that we have that will get more attention because they're in rooms that we're going to be in all the time rather than the ones that we currently have that are in the living room that we're not in all the time and not seeing all the time. So it's like really just simplifying and getting down to the core of things and living in a neighborhood where can walk to things and do stuff. Yeah. And that comes at a price, which means space, but that's not a bad thing. Yeah. I am constantly, because I am in like baby discussion, because I am at the age in life where the people that I 
socialize with are mm-hmm. having babies. Uh, like if you ever had a baby, you'd need a yard. And I'm like, but no. I live a block from Central Park. Right. And they're like, yeah, but that's like, you know, public and really difficult. And I'm like, it's a block away. I don't have to take care of it. <laughs> I don't have to take care of it. The city maintains it. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'll be in the same situation. I'll be two blocks, a block and a half away or two blocks away from like an awesome park. With better playgrounds than I'd ever be able to give to a kid. Can I tell you a different side story that is going to end up coming back in? Louise, you can tell me whatever you want. This is our space. I want to tell you everything. (laughs) A couple weeks ago, I I overexerted my medial glute. For those of you okay. who don't understand, just Google gluteus medius, and that'll be the muscle that I damaged in some way. It got really inflamed. I did exactly what a per, uh, physical therapist would do to it, and then it, what that ended up doing was making it worse. Hmm. A physical therapist would have done that. It's just sort of a trial and error thing. In any case, I am on the mend now. The reason I tell you this is because in that couple of weeks – where I could barely walk because my healthy side was fatigued because it wasn't sharing the duty of my Mm -hmm. body. Uh, I didn't go outside. And my poor partner, Chris, had to walk the dog every time because I could not go up and down the stairs. I could not. I could barely make it around the block. And should the dog have pooped, it was very difficult to to teeter like a bird with water in its butt trying to sip, you know what I'm talking about, woodpecker style, uh, to pick up the poop because I couldn't like shift my hip. In any case, I felt super sad about not walking outside, feeling the wind on my face, whatever. With all of that said, I recently was in Burbsville, um, for the holidays we got in a car we drove places we got out of the car we went inside they had backyards that were fenced in we let the dogs out uh I going back to having it all I have a need to walk around outside Mm -hmm. I don't know where this happened to people where they they don't go out or do things outside. I mean, yeah. not that they never do. And this isn't like a judgment on them. It was more of like a thing that I noticed about me. Like I feel a different sense of community running into people that also walk their dogs outside. Yeah. And being at a dog park or like just nature. So this is another thing that. I completely relate to because I feel like, especially when it comes to walking Daisy, I have gotten lazy because where we live now, there's a little fenced in area where I just let her out at night and she goes and does her business. And, you know, I kind of stand out there and make sure she doesn't do anything stupid. And then she comes back in. Uh, I'm really looking forward to, and it's going to be a tough adjustment having to actually walk her. Yeah. But it could be such a wonderful, like, I look forward to my walks. Oh, Louise, I look forward to looking forward to these walks. Okay. And, and lately, when she's been around, currently she's staying somewhere because we're trying to sell the house. I don't remember if I talked about that on the air or off the air. But uh, I've been making a point to actually go out and walk her rather than just letting her out because I'm just like, got to get myself back into this habit. Uh, and that actually perfectly leads to my challenge for you, Louise. And I promise you that I didn't just come up with this. Okay. This is actually a pre-planned thing I was thinking of talking about because, okay, things that we've gone over in this episode, moving into a condo, having to walk a dog, having a one and a half year old kid. So therein lies the question when either myself or my wife is out of town or whatever, uh, at night when the baby is sleeping, what, how do you walk a dog while also feeling okay with your baby sleeping at home? So I already have some thoughts about this. Unintended minors. Wait, what's my challenge? Your challenge Uh, is like, what do you do when you have a sleeping baby at home? Yeah. And a dog that needs to be walked and you live in a building that you can't just... Sleeping baby dog conundrum. 
sleeping baby, yeah, dog walking conundrum. And this is very specific to apartment or condo living where you're in a building rather than like at a house where you just go right out front and you know everything's okay. Like maybe you have to go down some stairs or an elevator or whatever. But anyway, that is what I present to you. Cool. And Mine I promise you. you that I have been thinking about that before even recording this episode. Okay, because I also want to say to you, mine, I thought of before this episode. Okay. For our listeners that have been with us for Does it have to do with Metallica or Meatloaf? No. <laughs> uh, unless you want it to. And okay. then, yes. Okay. Uh, it, previous episode listeners, you'll know sometimes we come up with the challenges on the fly, but both of us this time premeditated ours. Way to My go challenge us. for you calendars Ooh. okay okay calendars yeah cool all right well we've got our assignments yeah you have your assignment which is to call 304-804 idea and if you're leave a us little a voicemail. bit um camera shy audio shy you can uh write into our email great idea pod at gmail.com. Yeah. And if you follow us at Great Idea Pod on Instagram or Twitter, uh, and we haven't been doing much of this because there hasn't been much of a response yet because you haven't checked it out, but sometimes we'll post great ideas that people have had or just ideas people have had. And we want, we want people's input. We want to know what people think. It's a lot of stuff that we're finding on Kickstarter or Indiegogo and stuff like that, where it's like, some bonkers idea where it's like, is this actually a good idea? We want to know. So we do like Twitter polls and stuff like that. So please check out at great idea pod on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and yeah, Louise got anything else? I got nothing else. You can listen to us on our other podcast, Louise to Beaver on which we talk about each episode of leave it to Beaver. This is not a joke. This started as a 2 AM idea. No, it was in a dream. It was in a dream. And we made it a reality. We did. We made a dream come true. Uh, Well, thank you everyone for listening. And Louise, thanks for hanging out with me. Thanks for hanging out with me. Bye. I don't see it happening.